0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cute Monster Show. I'm your host, Vincent Daly. On today's episode, I'll be speaking with Julie Kerwin. She's the founder and chief elemental officer of I Am Elemental, a privately held toy company creating the first ever female action figures designed specifically for girls. Now let's get on with the show. Hi Julie and welcome to the Cute Monster Show. How are you doing today?
1: Hi Vincent, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I wanted to talk to you about your company, I Am Elemental. It's a fantastic story, but I wanted to hear it from you. What's the origin story of I Am Elemental?
1: So I Am Elemental was born out of a conversation and a question. And the question at the time, um, back in October of 2012, was... Uh, Why does a superhero like Spider-Man appeal to a boy of four and a man of 40, but uh, there's no real female equivalent at the time? And, you know, you really it's amazing, actually, to think about how much movement we've had and how far the conversation has come since we asked that question just a few short years ago, but you do have to really think about it at the time. And there was no real female equivalent. Some may argue we have Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman had really become more of kind of a feminist symbol than a superhero in terms of what the industry was producing in terms of story and content for her. Um, Anyway, as so often happens in uh, these kinds of instances, I was really not thinking about superheroes when the concept was born. I was reading a lot of child development. Um, Angela Duckworth had just come out with her pioneering study on the idea that grit was more important than intelligence to success. My husband and I were talking about all of these things one night as we fell asleep, and I woke up the next morning and I said, I have the answer. It's not superheroes, it's superpowers. I took a periodic table of elements that very morning. I wiped it clean and started writing in superpowers, creativity, wisdom, you know, bravery, all the powers that we already have inside of us. My husband came home from work that day. I bought like 30 domain names and the rest, as they say, is
0: history. You know, a couple of years ago, I read that you wrote uh, about how at the 2015 Toy Fair, your company felt like a novelty act to you, that... Uh, a booth dedicated to the celebration of female action figures targeted at girls was an anomaly. I mean, how do you feel in 2017 and what's changed?
1: Well, it's actually funny that you asked that because you're right. It's completely remarkable. And I hadn't thought so much about those 2015 feelings, but it was very, very true at the time. We had, you know, I, I laugh about it now, but, you know, we didn't know who anybody was in the industry. And so... Um, Our goal for Toy Fair in 2015 was I said to my team, I said, listen, you know, we don't know who anyone is. Just make sure that anyone who comes to our booth leaves happy and impressed with what they saw. But what I didn't anticipate was um, the fact that half the people who came to our booth that year came with their badges turned around so that we couldn't see who they were anyway, because they were major you know, corporations who were coming to check us out, like you said, as a novelty act and kind of seeing who is this kind of upstart from Kickstarter who proved a hypothesis that our industry research tells us isn't true. Um, And yet, here we are two years later, and we were nominated for two Toadie Awards this year. Toadie Awards are Toy of the Year Awards. It's essentially the Oscars of the toy industry. And we were nominated for Action Figure of the Year and Rookie of the Year Um, In the Nuremberg Toy Fair in Germany this year, we were in the trend gallery. Girl power was trending. So you're right. There's been a tremendous, tremendous shift. You know, last week we lost Action Figure of the Year to the DC Superhero Girls. And I actually really, truly feel happy about it in the sense that I say we lost, but we won because That category, Action Figure of the Year, didn't exist before. The toy industry actually changed um, their categories. They used to have the categories divided by boys and girls. And so this was a new category, and it's pretty exciting that a female action figure won this new category. And I argue that the category wouldn't exist if we hadn't, you know, kind of come onto the scene via our Kickstarter. Um, but the, the denomination was tremendously important to us also because it validated, validated us within the industry. You know, we're no longer just a concept. We're not this, um, this little uh, kind of cute thing to come and check out at our Toy Fair booth. Three years in, we are, um, you know, being nominated against major, major companies. It's a huge thing for us.
0: IML Elemental is not necessarily a superhero action figure, company, it's, it's something other, it's more of a, a mission statement to, to make superpowers, the attainable kind. I was curious, as a child, were you a comics book fan as a child, or did you have a favorite superhero?
1: I was not a huge comic book fan. I was a voracious reader. I always had my nose in a book. Um, as far as comic books themselves, I really was probably more of an Archie kind of comic book person. But I watched the Justice League on television and I watched Linda Carter on television and I watched the bionic woman on television. Excellent. And so when, and my brother was a big into superheroes. And so when he was a superhero, I was generally Wonder Woman. Um, and, you know, like I said, or the bionic woman. And so um, it was a part of my play. But you're right, we do argue say, we do argue that we're not really a toy company, and that we're a mission-based company, and that we've kind of embedded a message inside of our action figures. Having said that, the creation of the figures is really the most fun I've ever had, and so we really do focus quite a bit on the design, the engineering, and the creation of the figures, because if they're not really cool and awesome and fun to play with, then no one's going to want to you know, kind of receive the message that we've embedded inside it.
0: You know, gender roles continue to evolve in the workplace as well as the home. More dads are becoming the primary care provider for the kids. What do you see as the stumbling block for dads in this new paradigm, especially when it comes to raising daughters and choosing appropriate toys for them?
1: You know, it's funny, Vincent, that you bring that up. I actually was just having this conversation at the dinner table with my boys the other day. Um, But before I kind of answer your question, if you'll if you don't mind uh, getting a little personal, because thinking about it, you know, my mother actually died when I was a young girl. And so my father was a widower. And so he was the primary caregiver for a number of years in my life. And it was never, um, you know, obviously it was not in his plan, but it was something that happened and that he was, you know, stepped up to the plate. He was. Uh, really terrific at it. And so for me, I never really questioned that gender uh, determination in terms of parenting, primary parenting. And I guess it's be- largely because of my own experience. And so in some ways, I'm not necessarily the best person to ask about this. You know, because of my father and because of his tremendous belief in me and the way that he parented, I have this thing. I I talk about looking for feminist fathers everywhere I go. And I find them all over the place. You know, even as far back as ancient Alexandria, our our Wisdom Warrior series, our new series, we use a a real-life muse for every series. And Hypatia is our muse for series two. And the reason that she was able to become this kind of outlier this philosopher mathematician and astronomer was because of her father because he didn't allow her gender to be a barrier to her education and so you know I see that with Malala today and I see that quite frankly in my own personal world with so many of my uh own children's friends uh fathers so you know I recognize that there's this bizarre um kind of debate that goes on about gender roles and about kind of the stay-at-home mom versus the working mom and this growing um, community of stay-at-home dads, but I think that sometimes it takes longer for the conversation to catch up with the reality.
0: I was just curious if the the choices that your dad made, for example, with uh, toys, going to a toy store, was he basically falling in line with, okay, the girls get the pink stuff, the boys get the blue stuff, etc. Or was he more open to just letting you choose what you want to play with?
1: You know, I was a kid of the seventies. It was a really progressive time. We were free to be you and me generation. And so, you know, we had a lot of blocks in the house. We had Playmobil. We were a huge Playmobil family. Um, you know, we were a little crunchy granola. There were no, I didn't have Barbie dolls. And I, I played with them at friends' houses, but I didn't. I was more of a stuffed animal kind of kid than I was a Barbie doll kid. So it wasn't really an issue. I never felt that I was being fed one diet or the other. And I never, ever had a battle with my father over um, the kind of toys I was playing with. We were more, um, you know, my brother and I we, we put together, let's put on a show, you know, that was kind of what we were doing. And so it didn't, um, it didn't go along gender lines in a lot of ways. And I don't know if it was my mother's influence prior to her death. I don't know if it was just the generation that we were growing up in, or if it was uh, deliberate by my father, or if it was just, you know, he was flying by the seat of his pants and I wanted Simon for Christmas. Um, <laughs> but you know, these are the things that were going on in my world.
0: Superheroes usually need villains for their collective narratives to interest kids. Will we be seeing adversaries for the courage and wisdom action figures, and how do you plan to expand the I Am Elemental universe?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, actually, Vincent. It's very funny. Um, I we there's It's been very deliberate to not have any villains, and you're right. It's two parts to that. First is that... We argue that, you know, in the I am elemental universe, you're the superhero and these figures are the personification of your powers. But we also have to be mindful. I was, I was really adamant about not wanting to make a female, the villain, because I'm trying to really talk about this idea that shared everyone's powers grow stronger. And the notion that when you take your candle and you light someone else's, it doesn't diminish yours. And so having women battle women doesn't make sense, right? That's not the message I'm trying to present. Um, Conversely, it's the same thing with men. I'm raising two boys. And so I don't want anyone kind of growing up with the idea that just because someone is the opposite sex that they're the villain. And so we've been very, very careful about this idea of how we're introducing villains into the universe. And there is a villain. um, And that will come eventually. You have to remember, I have the first six, maybe seven, I'm trying to think now, it's been a long time, um, series already outlined, and we're working toward justice, which is not next. And eventually we will reveal our villain, and I believe and I hope that everyone will understand when the time comes um, who it is, what it is, why we waited, and what it means. In every series, you know, we include... Uh, one power that I argue is harder to manage than others. We say they're not villains at all because they're important. You know, fear is in our DNA. And so we argue that fear is not a villain. And I, I would defend that to the end, but, um, it requires more management. We're sa- you know, we're saying all of these powers are inside of you and it depends on the way that you use them and that, you know, fear protects us from danger. It warns us when there's danger about. And so it's, it really plays a very vital and important role in our lives, and we shouldn't look at it as the villain. But having said that, if we don't work on how to use it properly, it can go awry. So there is a slight element of you know, thinking in those terms within the series, but the villain itself will be revealed eventually.
0: Do you have your sights set on... A, an animated version at some point, some sort of uh, movie version or anything narrative along those lines? Uh,
1: you know, we've had interest from day one. It's funny when you brought up comic, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, our toy fair booth in 2015 and our very first visitor to our toy fair booth in 2015 was someone who um, wanted to talk content development and those conversations and those, um, you know, people have, Continued to come since that day and it's one of those things that we've been very very slow on because um, we were trying to create an open-ended toy experience and we weren't trying to force feed what the story was having said that there's so much interest in it that we are very 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 slowly and carefully dipping our toe into the content development pool um, you know, it, it would have to really resonate and work within the confines. It has to be someone who gets our messaging. You know, we're not going to turn them into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right. you know, with all due respect, because I, I recognize, you know, them as a, as a viable, wonderful product, but that's not what we're trying to accomplish. So it's going to have to be someone who shows the same kind of enthusiasm for our messaging and what we're trying to do as we are, um, you know, as a small self-funded, Startup. I'm, I you know, I'm just very fearful of making a misstep. You know, we make mistakes every day. I call them rookie mistakes, and they haven't been fatal. But these are the kind of mistakes that could potentially be fatal. And so, we're really trying to take our time and learn um, exactly what how the industry works and what the possibilities are. And you know, 2017, we are finally in a position. I feel that we can kind of our toe in that water see how it feels have a few conversations we're not uh, opposed to it you know my husband says the answer to every question is well that depends
0: well thank you julie curran for joining me on the cute monster show today i hope you'll stop by again
1: thank you for having me i would love to come back sometime
0: and thank you everyone for listening until next time i'm vincent daly and this is the cute monster show signing off